0: Feel back to Hachimura! Oh! Um, First off, happy Thanksgiving everybody.
1: You know, it was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital. Everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a, took a s**t <laughs> in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it, honestly. It's disrespectful. It was like <laughs> Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up is We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! <laughs> we Stanley Cup
0: champions! Yeah! Thanks for joining us on the Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Matt Vizzano, as always, my brother. Uh, now known as in the world over as the Italian Stephen A. Smith. Noel, how's it going? What's up, boys? <laughs> well, I hope your spirits are a little bit better today. We'll see. You're a little angry. Yeah, you were a little angry last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to work some things out internally. Yeah. So, but we're...
1: Yeah, yeah we yeah. Uh,
0: we thrashed it
1: out on air and off. And I think I think we're uh, good to go. Better
0: be. We're on the same... Yeah. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> so anyway, um, we do really appreciate the interest in the show. And feel free to comment whatever you'd like on the Instagram page. We're at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. And on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. And now also on YouTube. I finally figured that out. I was pretty excited about that. Big time. Yeah. I have a whole channel and everything. And also, if you have any show topics you'd like to hear about, please direct message us at Beltway Bros Pod. Uh, We'll take it under consideration. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but we'll think about it. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So jumping into this, uh, Scott Turner yesterday had a press conference, Zoom style, talking about Dwayne Haskins. I'm just going to really touch on that portion of it. But a quote from Scott Turner, Dwayne's doing a great job. You can tell he's putting the work in away from the meeting time. Turner went on to say, at the beginning of every meeting, we do some quizzes, tests, test retention. Turner said, when we're talking to him, is he speaking the language? It's pretty easy to tell if they get it or not. And Dwayne is doing a great job, end quote. So that's something to be somewhat excited about, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, what's he really supposed to say at this point he's supposed to be their starting quarterback they brought in Allen already to uh light a little bit of a fire under his ass supposedly and I mean he's saying the right things what Haskins has been showing physically he looks stronger he looks thinner he doesn't have that as much of that baby face going on so I mean seeing him on zoom on a day-to-day basis, you got to say at least the guy's hitting the gym because he's lost 10 pounds no and he looks it but if he's retaining the information that Turner's giving him it's got to be tough and like you said I know he's giving him quizzes on a regular basis he's retaining that information he's and what Turner said is he's not having to go over the information over and over again with the guy like he's an idiot so I really think that Haskins is doing his job and Turner's giving him some accolades for that but really even if he wasn't where Turner thought he should be how much would Turner divulge to the public really
0: right I mean I would hope he's being truthful but if Haskins was failing I doubt that he would have gotten that specific right it, you would hope but it sounds like he's- picking up the offense like you mentioned he also mentioned that he's, he's got four days a week two hours a day on these zoom calls so that's something I'm sure that's based off of the NFL restriction right and things of that nature but I one thing I didn't like what Turner said was that he's saying that QBs make their money throwing deep and I don't necessarily agree with that I mean Tom Brady would disagree with that completely Aaron Rodgers I mean th- these guys are are throwing nothing but short three-step drop getting the ball out of their hands quickly I don't really agree with that it concerns me because that's not the NFL today that's really an antiquated offense. and to the point where he's also saying that he's okay with Peterson Adrian Peterson being a two down back this is very old school to me and concerns me I really think that he's going out of his way and he's going old Norval style and Norval's offense work in the 90s and early 2000s and all that but we're talking about zone read and things of that nature that very new offenses and I hope that he's not doing this air Coriel bullshit and thinking it's going to work in today's NFL oh
1: yeah absolutely on the other side of that I think that he's trying to simplify things initially and giving just a generic version of what they're going to do. If you can look at the the styles of offense that they had in Carolina, it was pretty basic, pound, use Cam's feet, throw the ball deep. So that's a style of offense that him and his father have had. I think they've incorporated other things into it. It's a tight end, heavy offense. That's a concern for me. Who's Haskins safety net going to be in those situations? Because really with the Turners, it really was tight end, heavy, pound the ball, get it down the field to your fast receivers. And that's a style. And they're not changing that to a certain extent. But I have seen Scott Turner evolve over time. He is a younger version of his dad, but he has changed things up and used Newton's strengths when he had the ability to do that. So I think that, on paper, it looks like it's going to be that way, but I think that they'll add some tweaks to it to use Haskins' strengths in other ways.
0: Well, let's also keep it in mind that Scott Turner has only been an offensive coordinator, what, half the year last year? He was basically Norb's bitch boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think he had a little bit more of a voice in it than that, that he was taking the skills that his father had in utilizing him. I think he had more input than than you're giving him credit for in that offense, especially the last year. I will say this,
0: though. He definitely has more charisma than his father and much better skin. So that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, for, <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. He did, he, at least he didn't pick his zits when he was in high school. Yeah, right? God. All right. Moving on to a similar subject, but everybody seems to be talking about this, Antonio Brown practicing with Haskins. This is concerning. I mean, Antonio Brown's a very troubled, potentially mentally ill person, and he posted those videos on Instagram with them practicing together. Also, Stefan Diggs and Chad Ochocinco were there. (sighs) To me, it looks like shit that he's practicing with receivers that aren't on the team. Let's not forget Haskins was recruiting Diggs right before he got traded to the Bills. Right away, Haskins posted this this workout with Antonio Brown on his social media. He's very into social media, Haskins is. And I guess the perception is he wants to show that he's working hard and it's cool that he's working out with these guys. But he's supposedly the leader of this team. And these things keep happening and and it's really a concern, meaning from the selfie to the shot of not being engaged on the sideline with the other quarterbacks when the coaches were going over what had happened in the prior series. It's a perception that he's not studying hard. Terry McLaurin was testing him in last training camp and he's a friggin' wide receiver. And right. you know, so how does he know the playbook more than the quarterback? Right. What if Terry McLaurin went on on Twitter or or Instagram and was trying to recruit, I don't know, Cam Newton or or something like that? How would Haskins feel about that? I don't think he'd be very happy. But yet it's quite it's totally okay for Haskins to go practicing with all these assholes and recruiting other guys that aren't on the team. When McLaurin had one of the best rookie years of in recent history, definitely for the Redskins, you know, I I don't believe that's leadership. And it's concerning to me. And I think that it's an issue with it's a personality trait that may not be a good thing.
1: Well, I think you're looking into it a little bit too too much. I completely agree with you that the guy likes to be in the limelight. He's he's got a little bit of Johnny football in him. Um, Believe done messed up. Yeah, he done messed up. And he's got a little bit of that in him and a PG version. This is how the kids are these days, Matt. But going back to the Antonio Brown situation, that ain't happening. Okay, it is not going to happen. There's no way in hell with Rivera that what in the direction that this team is going to go in that Antonio Brown has a snowball's chance of coming to this team. I don't think anybody's ever going to put this guy on a team again, unless you get halfway through a season or something like that, and you're decimated at wide receiver And you just want to pick him up to see if he's still got a little bit of speed. But the problem that I have is the choices, not the choices of being on social media, the guys that he's choosing to throw the ball with. Antonio Brown and Chad Johnson are clowns. Okay, you're a young, impressionable kid still, regardless of what you think. You think you got the world by the balls and all that crap. These two guys are clowns. Chad Johnson has, I think, a little bit more of a bad rap than people give. The guy had phenomenal work ethic and all that. Knows the game. These guys know the game. But why are you continuing to go to these guys that have always stirred up shit? I, I, I don't get the allure. You've yeah, got McCla- and, and and he's practiced with McLaurin and Harmon, so he has yeah. he has thrown the ball with those guys too. But I don't understand why he continues to want to socialize or be around these guys, especially when he's felt a little bit of heat and he's bringing in at, like we said before, bringing in Allen needing a good foot in his ass, having McLaurin have to like coach this guy up. Alex Smith. And- don't forget. He's still on the roster. No. Yep. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. Antonio Brown's going to be in the news, even if he's throwing the ball with his kid, let alone with somebody else. So that's a mountain out of molehill.
0: The only concern that I have is who he's throwing the ball with. It's a bad look. It is. And to me, going back to Antonio Brown actually being on the team, I think there's, like you said, a snowball's chance in hell. But hey, having a guy who almost had 1,300 yards in his last full season wouldn't be the worst thing if he is no longer certifiably insane, which God only knows.
1: And what, what, what signs does he show that he has any form of improvement at all? I mean, the guy is always out there working. He's a hard worker, but you don't need the baggage. You can find, I'd rather have a guy that, that catches the ball for 800 yards that comes out and busts his butt on a day to day. If they can distribute the ball, they've got too many young, impressionable receivers on this team. They don't need that bullshit in the locker room and in the wide receiver room. They just don't. They don't need this guy talking about his helmet and everything else or whatever the hell else he knows, and it's just it won't happen. It,
0: it would just make it a circus and something yeah, that we don't no, need to deal with. Absolutely not. All right, so moving on, John Wall is in the news this week as well. Oh, boy. oh, He was on a Zoom call on Tuesday and stated that he is 110% healthy, but even if or when the season resumes, he will not play coming off that torn Achilles. Do you think this is a good decision or a bad decision? For him
1: not to come back? No, there's no reason for him to come back. To prove what? The team's done. Whatever the hell happens with the season, the argument that we had yesterday about how they're going to do this season, they don't even know if they're going to be playing. I'm happy that it happened, personally. The team wasn't going anywhere. Um, He got an extra couple of months to rehab, didn't push himself too much to be around the boys and be in full practices all the time, continued to rehab, continued to bust his ass, got himself right, and when the next season comes... I just have a strong, strong feeling he's going to come out guns blazing. Now, is he going to be rusty? The guy hasn't played in a year and a half, okay? You can't expect miracles. If he's at 80% when he comes back with that backcourt and the team that this is, they're going to be dangerous. And I'm not talking about NBA championship dangerous, but they can definitely make some noise in the Eastern Conference. They've got a backcourt. The frontcourt is, is good. They bring back Bertans. They get themselves a three, a small forward. This team can make some noise. I really believe that if Wall can be the facilitator that they need and be at that 80% clip and then get his legs back and buy into it, I think waiting practicing in the off season, get him back with his team, that that's the right
0: move. This is all predicated off of how the NBA decides to bring these teams back. If we were like, we were talking about in the last episode, if it's just going to be the, the 16 playoff teams, then there's absolutely no point. But if they're going to go like how the NHL did, or is planning on doing with the top 24 teams, I think that it may be a good idea to bring him back. He did get an extra two months out of it. They're sitting at 24 and 40 in the ninth spot in the East, right? Either what four or five games back or whatever. But the thing that's surprising to me though, Though, is that wall seems content with this decision because earlier in the season, it seemed like he was frothing at the mouth to come back. And now he's just like, nah, yeah, I'm good with this. I'm just going to chill. And- I think,
1: I think he's gotten to the point now and realized that the writing is on the wall. Okay. No pun intended. <sighs> that what is he going to prove in this short frame of time what is he going to be able to do let's say they come back tomorrow just for sake of argument they're probably going to and all the teams can come back they're going to go to this neutral site they're probably going to get a week of scrimmaging in a practices in before they can actually do anything i think they're getting three
0: but yeah three weeks okay
1: okay they're getting three weeks in what's that going to prove what is he going to be able to bring to the team and is the risk or reward there they're not going to make a run they, they, will they be better with him yeah they will but how much better I think that him sitting out like I said this is a goal mine this was the best thing that could have happened and he's hungry and he's going to come back and he, And I think they're going to show that and with him not wanting to come back and having that mentality I think that shows maturity I really do that what he's done in this offseason has shown him as a. A different person as well. I really do. I believe that. I always think that there's two sides to Wall, but in this case, I think that him and Beal are really going to coexist. If Beal is willing to accept he doesn't have to take 30 shots a game and score 31 points and he can move his average down to 25, this team could do some damage. And I think Wall is showing maturity by staying out,
0: being with the team, and just being there mentally for them. Well, what do you think about just the possibility of him playing five, ten games, or whatever, it could be something that brings Breton's back because he's going to realize how easy it is to hit threes. He already even, realizes that.
1: He's already uh, talked about yeah. it. Please, he knows. He's been talking about over and over again how badly he wants to play with Wall. The money's going to talk. It doesn't matter. There's other guards that will be able to pop when he glides himself out to three point range and is shooting from the moon. Yeah, anybody but he's can got,
0: facilitate that. Wall has gotten a lot of guys paid. Oh, that absolutely. Well, you know, Bertans so. is
1: going to get paid regardless. No, I'm, I'm aware of that. He doesn't need Wall. That's the I'm, thing.
0: I'm aware of that. What I'm saying is that he's gotten lesser players paid. And so if he can see how much easier it is to play his game with Wall on the court, it may change his thoughts and maybe it'll take a couple million dollars less a year to stick with the Wizards. I don't see I don't... that.
1: Those Euros never do that. Wow. Those Euros never do that. Okay, they go for the max deal. They go for what they can get.
0: Now, Bertans
1: has flourished with the Wizards and the style of offense that they have. That might allure him to come back and on top of that having wall but he ain't gonna take a pay cut I mean if anything I was having concerns that after the season because he still talks to the guys in San Antonio really if he was willing to take a pay cut I think him going back to San Antonio and being with Popovich again would be my concern if there was to be a pay cut but with the with the wizards he'll say thank you for uh, your
0: time and uh, just like bogdanovich appreciate ya. Thank oh, you thank you bye sure. bye the bottom line is he's 110% healthy if if, he, <laughs> if 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 he says he's 110% healthy what is an extra 5 four, five months going to do other than get him in better shape and he looks in phenomenal shape he's lost a ton of weight apparently his shot is smooth as silk much better than yours we'll, we'll do a video of Noel's <laughs> shot one of these days but uh, <laughs> i'm a gamer uh, but, though but i don't know i think if somebody's Hundred and ten percent healthy, and there's a possibility you can still make the playoffs. Or if there's some kind of a round robin tournament, why the fuck not? Here's the reason. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear there's it. There's no money in it.
1: You come back. Well, you hold on. Uh, you, you come back. You co- hold on. You come back. You play like shit. Let's say he comes back and they play like shit. Okay. They've got two weeks to cram a couple of games in, make themselves look good on prove it because they got to do some shitty ass play in, Okay. And he plays like dog shit and him and Beal don't look good. Now we have to go the entire fucking off season, listening to how these two couldn't coexist because they played three games together. It makes no sense. There's no I payoff. I don't There's agree with none. that. They, they, you don't agree that if they play like shit for three games and are eliminated and he plays like crap because he hasn't played for a year and a half, that we're not going to hear it on every show for the
0: next eight months. You're you crazy, it, dude. You won't hear it on this show, Noel, because the reason being, there's an asterisk next to it because he's rusty and he hasn't played in a year and a they half. They
1: don't care. They're already still well, talking about it. Well, they don't care. They, they're People are just bored. They're st- they're still talking about the Beal trades. For whatever reason, people are insistent on creating a controversy between Wall and Beal. It doesn't matter. These guys go clubbing together. Wall's spoken at weddings for this guy and and took the baby out of his wife. You know, I mean, it's like, it, it doesn't matter. These guys are could be best of friends, and people want the controversy between these two. That's the only national news that the Wizards get.
0: No, oh, you're right about that. Well, there is some money in it because he's owed $38 million this year, so I don't know. It's not the worst idea to have him play a few games and get his feet under him, but...
1: But yet you're well, cool with Alex
0: Smith. Got it.
1: We're, we're good. We're <laughs> on the same page now. This guy at least has a snowball's chance in hell of coming back. Jeez. I'd have I'd have Uncle Eric had a better ch- damn chance of playing in the fucking
0: in in another NFL game. Yeah, we're not going to get in, Uncle Eric. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I wanted to talk about something fun. If you're okay with that, sure, why not? Yeah. So it's Friday. Weekend's coming up. It's been a short week. There's no sports to watch per the norm, per the new norm, I should say. Yeah. Right. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I thought we could talk about personal all-time favorite sports-themed video games. You've got your top five. I've got my top five. We haven't discussed this. Nope. We've played a lot of video games against each other with our cousins, with our friends. You've kicked me out of rooms many times. Too. I've destroyed many a joysticks in my time. There's still a joystick for PlayStation that had ink on it that was cracked in half that I, that, that I still don't, there's still no story behind it. Why there was ink on don't this? Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it. I go red sometimes in fury uh, no, when, no. I, when I play a video game. You don't say, you don't say, huh?
0: you don't say. <laughs> I can't believe that. But yeah, we've, uh, we've had some battles till four, five, six o'clock in the morning over time over on Genesis.
1: Oh, sun coming Nintendo. up.
0: Sun coming you up come out, now. you go
1: to eat dinner and then you're go in, You and you don't come out until breakfast time. Come I mean, out it, like, a, like, a, like a damn vampire. It, when it's, seriously. When the, the crusted, sun hits your eyes. <laughs> eyes, crusted,
0: eyes crusted over, like Nosferatu coming out yeah. of that thing. Yeah, those are some good times. So we, if you agree or disagree, that's your problem. But we are going to go over these. And these are our personal thoughts on our top five. And I'll start with number five, if that's okay with you. I'm going to go with a little known game that people never discuss when it comes to football. And I'm going to say it's NFL 2K1 from Sega Dreamcast. Just want to let you know the Dreamcast is the system that you you made fun of me for buying because you said the playstation was coming out a year later and which did. which was a revolutionary revolutionary system from the memory card on the controller the whatever. stupid little
1: picture guy on there yeah yeah, yeah no, whatever it was good, it
0: was. the graphics were phenomenal the, the games that they had in a short time was really good and, and nfl 2k really revolutionized football to me
1: yeah no I, I agree i remember when you got it we made fun i made fun of it the game was a complete beast and it revolutionized graphics in in sports games it just dreamcast got decimated by playstation but that dreamcast game was the gold standard at that moment in time i completely agree with you there so for me so for me i'm going real old school and i do consider this a sports game because it is sports but it's like a fun sports game mike tyson's punch out i knew you're gonna say that mike tyson's freaking punch out if anybody has a freaking problem with that game you're an idiot. It's one of the greatest games of all time. I was almost had it higher on my list. I'm like, wow. I'd still sit down for hours and play that game right now if it was in front of me. Oh, awesome it game.
0: Never gets old. Second bald bull. I have no idea. You are you were always able to defeat him. I finally figured it out. I did beat Mike Tyson one time. In that wow! Game. Look
1: at you. Finally. I mean, what was it? Took you 40 years. <laughs> that that was, uh, I was <laughs> 17 or 18 when it <laughs> there happened. There you go. I thought, Good boy. <laughs> That was a momentous occasion. Oh, man. If you want to talk about excitement when you would beat Mike Tyson. The, I remember the first. I can still remember. That's a crowning achievement in my life. Sad to say, but it is. <laughs> And I think it's a crowning achievement for most people that they beat Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's punch out. There's not, not everybody that's played that game can say that they beat Mike Tyson. Not without cheating in the game and using some type of code or using Game Genie or some some shit. Right. The legit way, busting your ass, making it up to him, losing the first time, having to go back, fight against other fighters. Oh, what a great game. We could do a whole show about Mike Tyson's punch out and I'd be good to go.
0: Yeah, got to cut that short though. (laughs) All right, my number four in commemorating the Arcade 1UP cabinet version that's coming out in June, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, which was on Arcade, and we had it on Genesis. What a game. I don't know if it's something that we played like we played other games. No,
1: it wasn't. It was kind of a mindless act game, you know, and that was what was so great about it. It was pure Arcade. The reason why we didn't play it as much when we had it at home is because, I don't know, it felt different versus playing it in the Arcade. It felt different. But it, it was still a phenomenal game. It wasn't as good on Genesis. But it was still an awesome game to play. The players were great. The one kicker is, didn't have Jordan. Well, that was
0: how all the games were yeah. back then, though. Yeah. Always big time in the, uh, the video games yeah just the quotes from it he's on fire I mean, th- these things still live to this day oh absolutely right? so boom
1: Laka. <laughs> all
0: right so we yeah. got for me for number four it's
1: madden 2004 this rain game which was that this was the one that had michael vick on the cover oh shit i hated that one go ahead really <laughs> So I had that one on PlayStation. What a game. Now, Madden games never had the most amazing graphics until later on down the road. There was always competition there for as far as graphics, but you had to have Madden. And for that, the gameplay in that one and the plays and the players, look up rosters on that year. That game was awesome. We had every Madden since the beginning, but that one really stood out to me as one that I played the shit out of and loved the rosters and loved the plays in the game. You could run the hell out of the ball in that game. and, yeah, that's was, what you, and you know that's what I love to do anyway. I could pass the ball three times in a game and I'll be all right.
0: Yeah, it, it had more of a gameplay like NCAA football, which I know. Right. You loved playing I love with, it. well what UConn or Navy or yeah, whoever man. you like to
1: play play with those teams, run triple options and stuff like that. I'll do that all I'll shove it down your throat. I'll hold the ball for an entire quarter.
0: I love it. My big issue with that game was that if anybody played with the Falcons they were Michael Vick, they were unstoppable. Yeah, you just couldn't play with them. There were certain teams you couldn't play with. And you could block every punt.
1: Yeah. With when you're playing the other person, there was just certain things you had to have etiquette. Okay. Right. Because it was just glitches in the game and you had to say, Okay, well you can't play with the Falcons and on special teams you can't can't do full block because there's you're going to get exposed
0: it's stupid the problem is when you play with assholes who don't have any etiquette then you want to throw the remote at their face or through the tv
1: that's how joysticks get thrown matt that's maybe how the
0: ink came on there (laughs)
1: Right, so where are so we at?
0: We're at number three. So mine is uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Look at you. Yeah, I actually beat that game. So it had to go up So you had to but... go on there, right? <laughs> What's
1: your number three? Number three, Bulls versus Blazers.
0: Now, if you play that today, you're going
1: to be like, wow, I cannot believe this guy actually played this. You can't go and play NBA 2K and play that for a decade and then go back to Bulls versus Blazers. The reason why it's on my list is at the time on Genesis, revolutionized games. The Players Association was in it, and that was the first game that they had all the NBA teams. And had Jordan. And had Jordan. I think the last
0: game that had Jordan.
1: That was the last game for a long, long time that had Jordan in it. But the game before that, Bulls versus Lakers, which was the gold standard at the time because it was the first game to ever have players in it, but that only had the playoff teams of that year. This was the game that had the full rosters of every single team. And the graphics were better. The gameplay was actually not bad. And if you could do their signature moves, what a freaking game, man. I played the hell out of that game.
0: Yeah. And the thing that was cool about that game was that, again, if you play it today, you're like, what the hell? And I have. I've, yeah. I played it a few years ago. Oh, it's like and playing it was, Pong, man. It was yeah. terrible. But at the time, all the players had features of how they actually look. It was one of the first times that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So it, it really set the groundwork for future games. Yeah. Yeah we did play the living hell out of that
1: you game could tell well. who the players were i mean without even having their number on it or the their name coming up on the screen just all around it was just a great game i loved it just so many good memories with that one
0: visualizing us playing that in the corner in the basement yeah in that corner of the basement <laughs> right we had a separate tv because our father did not allow us to play on the new what was that a 32 inch tv the largest tube tv you could buy yeah
1: hot off the market so we were he wasn't going to let us mess up his tv with video games and <laughs> now that I'm older, I completely understand where he's coming from. So we had a little TV in the
0: corner, and that's where we played our games. Oh, well, it was good. Yeah, I understand completely. I have a projection screen over here. And the, the projector, I've had to buy three bulbs. I had to take the PlayStation 4 out because my son burned out the damn bulb. See? Eventually, you learn. Eventually, you, you appreciate. You You'll get there. Never again. Anyway, number two for me, and this is probably your number one if I were to guess, but it's Tecmo Super Bowl.
1: Number two? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, you are older than me, and you did play that more, (laughs) I have have fonder memories. Sad to say, but I was actually the Raiders mostly with them because of Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. Yeah, I was a very young child at the time, and it was... (laughs) I had to win. I had to win and my competitive juices were flowing <laughs> and I wanted to win and those that was a team to work with. So phenomenal game, talk about revolutionary. The graphics specifically for Nintendo, those cutaway scenes when they when you would score a touchdown and like kick a field goal whatever, phenomenal. Yeah. And it was the first game with the actual NFL teams as opposed to Tecmo Bowl, which was trash. And to touch on that, I can't believe that people actually... I've seen lists of games that say Tecmo Bowl was better than Tecmo Super Bowl. Get the (laughs) fuck...
1: It drives me crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about?
0: Because it was the first. Who gives a shit?
1: First off, okay, let's compare those two for just a second, because this is my game, right? I mean, spoiler alert, Tecmo (laughs) Super Bowl's number one on my list.
0: Hey, I called it. Pretty proud
1: of myself. First off, in Tecmo Super Bowl, you got eight plays to play with, Okay. Tech Mobile, you only got four. All right. First off, they didn't even have any of the team names, like you said. And Washington. They didn't have Seattle. all and, and they didn't have all the teams. Right. And the graphics were better because they were more bulky. Yeah. There, it was just an improved version of Tech Mobile. I understand it was revolutionary because it had players' names in it. Tecmo Super Bowl is the greatest game, sports game ever created. I've said it here, and if anybody disputes that, they're a complete and utter moron. The game has everything. Shit, they still do tournaments of that game around the country. Of With Tecmo updated F- rosters. Of updated rosters. They still make video games that you can put into your Nintendo. Of the updated rosters, you can buy them. They do them in NCAA football version now. They do them in all kinds of things. The game revolutionized all sports games as we know them today. Everybody can go back to Tecmo Super Bowl and say, that game was the game. It is the big bang of sports games. So what is your number two? My number two was FIFA 2007 for PlayStation 2. This game, it had, for anybody that doesn't know, and I specifically picked this one, it has Ronaldinho on the front and Wayne Rooney on the front, okay? This game, as far as gameplay and graphics, could have been number one. As far as revolutionized, you talk about graphics with the Dreamcast, right? We were talking about that earlier. Check this game out and somebody go on YouTube after you look at our channel. Go to somebody's (laughs) channel that does FIFA 2007 and don't tell me that this game couldn't stand up the test of time right now as far as graphics, gameplay, and everything else. Stadiums, everything. The game had it all. It had it all. The players, the way they looked. Yeah, you know, it's PlayStation 2. They still had, like, those little edges or, like, your arm would go through a person or something when they would do it up close, you know? The smear hair, like, the hair was clumped together if it was long. But in its time, that game was amazing. So that was my
0: number two. As an honorable mention for that any FIFA game off of Genesis to me. Yeah. You know, later on they got better and better, but some battles. Woo!
1: FIFA International, man. FIFA International, the first one. Hell, we even had the small console and we had the games when we would go on trips. Oh and, the game and gear? The game gear. And I had the little FIFA game for that and played the shit out of that one. FIFA all around. If you're not a FIFA fan, again, you're up there with the Tecmo Super Bowl people and you guys can go home. Trivia question for you. Who was always your team on Game Gear? Qatar. (laughs) And I used to call him back then because I was a little kid. I used to call him Quatar. (laughs) Because I was so good at the game, I had to play the shittiest team in the entire thing. That's how much I played it because I dominated in everything. I would win World Cups with Qatar who had like
0: a one rating. Yeah, you played on easy. All right. Anyway... (laughs) So, drumroll, my number one, and you're going to laugh at me on this one, but it is a sports game, technically speaking, WCW NWO Revenge. I knew you were going to go there with something. I said it before we got on the air that I knew you were going in some wrestling fashion. Go ahead. For Nintendo 64, a lot of people say WWF No Mercy is a better game than that, is the best wrestling game of all time. I disagree. I am, I'm going to admit it, I'm a WWF WWE fan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to make it even more difficult, when WCW and, and the WWF during that time, and this is the hottest time of pro wrestling in its history, right? I mean, you didn't have to be ashamed to wear a wrestling shirt when you went to school. It was that cool. You never you know, ev- Well, everybody... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was into it at the time. There were literally 20 million people watching wrestling every Monday night. But I was a WWF guy. I hated WCW. Hogan went to WCW. I, that really bothered me. So, But the video game itself, my God, I didn't even have a Nintendo 64. And this game is still tops my list. I don't know if you know this. I just bought a Nintendo 64 a couple months ago specifically for this game. Good Lord. Yeah, it's amazing. That better be your number one. You don't appreciate the art of wrestling as I do. Um, no,
1: because every time you would have me play, first off, you play the shit out of those games. You're like, no, you got to try this game out. And then I'll go over there, and the only thing I know how to like, do is, you got to grapple. You got to grapple. You got to grab this way, and that's the only way you can do a move. And I'm like, so basically, for three minutes of a match, I would just be getting my ass handed to me. It's like when you would play Mortal Kombat to try to do the fatalities, you would do two-player and just have the guy stand there so you could try to test it. That was basically me. I was just a punching bag just sitting there getting my ass kicked. So yeah, I
0: like the game. I like the players that were in it, but I always sucked at them, so I never played them. What a fucking roster, though. You had, you had the NWO, you had the WW guys, even had Bret Hart in there. They, they somehow snuck him in right before he defected to the WW. I'm getting too deep into this because yes. I like he, talking he about go, wrestling. Believe
1: me, he could have a whole show on the wrestling <laughs> factor. I have to hold him. I can't believe it took us five shows before brought up wrestling before well th-
0: now's my time to shine so <laughs> it revolutionized and, and that seems to be the word of the day yeah but it revolutionized pro wrestling games and still to me is the best game of all time and okay that's my good, story good for stick you. It to so it. you can go and, home too
1: so yeah. <laughs> as everybody knows tecmo super bowl was my number one pick and since i've already stated that i did have a couple of honorable mentions i wanted to throw in real quick Go for it. And this is a game that I completely dominate, and I will put myself against anybody in the world. I'm talking about world. And there's probably some countries out there that still play Nintendo. Can I guess this one? Go for it. Was it Bases Loaded? What was it? No, not Baseball Stars. That's another one that I did. Baseball Stars, that's what it was, Baseball Stars, another one that had Sarahata-O in it, and it had the (laughs) Japanese, the Japan Robins. Check that game out. And they had the American Dreams. That was my other honorable mention, Matt. They had the American Dreams, when they had Cy Young, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron the whole crew. What a game. What a great game. The one that I could dominate anybody in and I'm willing to put money down on it. Anybody wants to challenge me, come, come now. Ice hockey. Oh, ice hockey. I, God, I don't know. Ice doing. hockey. Two skinny guys, two fat guys. Bring it. Okay. I will dominate anyone. I pick Poland, even though all the teams are the same. For whatever reason, I clicked with Poland. Two fat guys, two skinny guys. Great. One of the greatest games of all time. I could pick that joystick up right now. I haven't played it in a damn decade and I'll kill anybody in that game. Wallop. I put people out of their misery in that game. Great
0: game. I completely forgot about that one. Mm -hmm. That would have probably been in my top five. I don't know what it would have pushed out, but all right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Something different. You know, hopefully you guys didn't hate it. And um, we enjoyed it though. Nothing else. Yeah, no,
1: whatever. (laughs) Sorry. And again, if you don't like video games, you can leave too. Yeah yeah still listen but
0: you can <laughs> still leave. listen so as always we are on all major podcast platforms uh, and hey we just got on iHeartRadio so I think that makes it big a time podcast, uh. so please rate review and subscribe as always and tell your friends word of mouth is a huge help again please follow us on instagram and twitter and thanks for joining us today hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll see you Monday